Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Friday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. We are in our last day before we head out to media days next week. We have Monday here on the show, then Tuesday we'll be in Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Stadium, doing our show out there. Now, hold on now, let's just, so people aren't confused, this isn't our last day. No. Monday. It's our last day of the week before media days <laughs> right, week, how about right. that? I'll okay. rephrase to that. Our oh, last show of the week, we have one more normal show Monday next week, and then we'll have Tuesday, Wednesday on the field in Indianapolis. What just happened is the, days. is the equivalent of a baseball game happening, and in the, in the first batter hits to the second baseman, it goes through his legs. We had an air right out of the Was game. I the batter or the second <laughs> baseman? the second baseman. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we make a lot of errors. Well, we're gonna make a double, seldom we'll make, do we make it right out we'll of the game. We'll make a double play then right back at it to, to get two outs. We'll it's be, fine. We'll be here Monday. Yeah. It scared me for a second. We'll there. Wait a second. Monday. Am I not going to be here Monday? And then uh, you'll fly out to India to make the nine-and-a-half-hour drive. Drive. Driving. Yep. Have you mapped out your course? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going south to start. I don't. Okay. I don't want to go through Chicago. I'm avoiding Chicago at all costs. It's probably so, a good idea. I'm going south. Not not, not real south. Yeah, I'm just going I'm going south though. <laughs> Which how far south before I don't, you? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to but the route the, the route I looked at was like six minutes slower than Chicago, but I know that Chicago will be way longer than what it says for being six minutes faster than this route. We'll be going through Iowa. Uh I think the top part of Missouri, actually. Okay. No, we've done that route. Okay. It's a great route. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yes. Yep. I know exactly where you're going. And that's what I'm doing. And it's a, it's a, yeah, I can't say that highway that runs across yeah, it's Missouri. The hi- it's a highway, though. Yeah, it's a great highway. Well, you know what the best part is? I was looking at the map of, like, you know, the traffic where so it show red, orange, or blue. It was blue the entire yeah. way yeah. from Lincoln to Indianapolis yeah. when it was orange in a lot of places on the other route through Chicago and other towns. We've taken that route through Missouri on the way to um, when we go cover Illinois games. Um, I think we've taken, yeah, I don't know if we've taken any others, but it's a good one. It's a great one. It's You'll like it. it is, I've contemplated taking the hog down that way because it, it, there's not a lot of traffic. I mean, it's a, high, it's a state highway, so there's traffic. But it's it's a good ride. I'll be by myself in the car for nine and a half hours. So if anyone wants to ride to Indy, let me know. You can, you can keep me company, I suppose, on the ride. Otherwise, I'll just handle it myself. Did you just ask for random people well, to join it, you can, on the ride can, to Indy? I can you know, check out the background, see how we're looking here. Do a little interview before we take, take the trip. I'm just curious. It's a long time. I've driven that that distance before by You'll myself be fine. plenty of times, but You'll it's be been fine. a while. It's a little. That is a little. I'm not, weird. I'm not concerned about a long road trip. I've taken many, but it has been a few years since I did it by myself that long. I'll be good. Though. I think it'll be therapeutic. Thank you. 
you can listen to songs 24 straight times. I'll text you. I just skip, listened to skip, skip. Horse No Name 24 Straight Times by America. <laughs> Here comes the 25th right now. Not stopping anytime soon. All right, let's do it. 402-464-5685. Call or text as always. You can watch us on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. The show always sponsored by Gaina Trucking. I saw... so. Earlier in the week, Sip, we were going through Mike Farrell's rankings of the top 50 quarterbacks in the country, which had Casey Thompson at 25th, which equates to third in the Big Ten Conference, which I think people were kind of surprised by, including myself. And then yesterday, Sip, a new ranking came out that may be more accurate or you know, not quite as high in Casey Thompson. <laughs> so you think it's more accurate because they're not as I don't think I don't think he's the third best quarterback in the conference. I don't but, either. <laughs> but I, I like seeing him up there for the sake of Nebraska. Athlon <laughs> Sports was going through their ranking sip, and they don't have Casey Thompson third or fourth or fifth. They haven't at eighth actually, eighth in the conference behind these quarterbacks. Here's one through seven before Casey Thompson. Okay, C.J. Stroud. Aiden O'Connell, Talia Tungavaloa, Cade McNamara slash J.J. McCarthy. Those two are together. Peyton Thorne, Sean Clifford, and Tanner Morgan are the quarterbacks that Athlon Sports views ahead of Casey Thompson for, for, the, uh, for Big Ten's best quarterback. In studying this, what becomes apparent to, to me, in my opinion is one through five make a lot of sense. Nine through 14 make a lot of sense. The three in the middle. Now, the three in the middle, we're talking Sean Clifford, Kim? Tanner Morgan, and Casey Thompson. I think you could put in a hat, shake it, and pull anyone out. It'd be the right answer Okay, for six, seven, or eight. I think you could make a case for Casey Thompson at six um, or seven, and he's eight. So, I mean, I could I could see ranking Casey ahead of Tanner Morgan of Minnesota. I could see ranking Casey ahead of Sean Clifford of Penn State. I'd have a I'd be hard pressed to rank him ahead of Peyton Thorne, the Michigan duo, Talia, Tonga Valoa, yeah, Aiden O'Connell, or C.J. Stroud. So that I think he he belongs right in six, the six, seven, or eight range. And with an opportunity to move up, so yeah, I, this this made sense. And I would, and I told you off air, Athlon Sports. This is a great. They did a great job of ranking these quarterbacks with great information, and um, it's very informative. If, if you want to go to Athlon Sports, I think these, as you know, I love these quarterbacks. You love I love rankings. Yeah, well, I love rankings. You do love rankings. We could have a different ranking every day, and you'd be happy of quarterbacks. But the quarterback position, as I always say, is. So critical, and to to understand the quarterback positions at each Big Ten school is a is a really good way to start getting into the season. I would start real really with O'Connell quickly. Okay, at Purdue, people always wonder why why does Aiden O'Connell get so much love? Why 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 do people always talk about Aiden O'Connell as is this all Big Ten? Well, he, he is an all Big Ten quarterback. He was an all Big Ten quarterback. And his numbers are are excellent. I mean, he was a chick. He was a seventy one point eight percent passer. He was a, he completed seventy one point eight percent of his passes. 
That's 28 touchdowns versus 11 picks. He had 500-yard passing games against Michigan State and Tennessee. Remember the day, remember the Saturday where you watched in awe as he roasted Iowa in Iowa City? Yes. I watched it in awe. Yeah. I was like, I, I, was, I, he, I was no match was, for O'Connell. He was really, really good that day. Yeah, Iowa, Really good. How's that defense that he chewed up? It's the good Iowa defense. defense. Yeah. I mean, they, Purdue went to Iowa and beat him 24-7, to and O'Connell looked great. So O'Connell belongs number two. Stroud is far and away. I think Stroud might be the best in the nation. I mean, I would take Stroud over Bryce Young. Okay. And that's, I, that's his competition for one, basically. Right. Then. Yeah. Those two. Yeah, I've seen enough of both, and I like Stroud better. Stroud's got – I like Stroud's size better. Um, I think his arm strength is better. Bryce Young is crafty and savvy, and, I mean, he can run. I, I remember uh, – Bryce Young can run a little bit. They don't let him run. Last year, if you recall, go way back to the opening week of the season when Ohio State played Minnesota to begin the year. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I told you I was not impressed with C.J. Stroud. By the end of the year, he was – he had a five. That was his first start. He was obviously nervous, but by the by the year's end against um, Utah in that last game, <laughs> lights out. Without Chris Olave, without you know uh, Garrett Wilson, he still lit up the Utah defense. And Jackson Smith the Jigba had 15 catches, and Stroud was just an animal. So yeah, he is certainly if he's not the best quarterback in the country, which Bryce Young could be that, or maybe not. He is no worse than second. Yes, 72 percent passer. Um. 10 completions of 50-plus yards. Obviously, people are going to say, well, look, he has Garrett Wilson, Chris Ol- He had Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and that de- there's no doubt that that, you know, the obvious conversation there is what if Adrian had those guys at his disposal? How much better would Adrian have looked? Back to Casey, though. Casey Thompson at eight does seem more now Mike Farrell like you said had him at three and we were like huh really six seven or eight is where he belongs yeah I think three is a little high for him but yeah I could go to six possibly that you know and I, I think six to eight's right I think you're you're right in that one what I thought was interesting sipping this was regarding Nebraska's schedule for this year and how we view it as not daunting compared to previous years Quarterbacks 9 through 14, Nebraska plays all those guys this year. They play all the quarterbacks that are ranked in the bottom half of the rankings in Athlon Sports. We're talking about number 9 is is Graham Mertz yes. at Wisconsin. You'll see him. We know that Graham Mertz is not very good. He's He can certainly make some plays, but he's not a game changer. He's been disappointing for what they thought he would be at Wisconsin. Number 10 is uh, Connor Baslick at Indiana. We, haven't, we have not seen him at all yet. Uh, new I've seen him. So I'm in the bowl game for Missouri. Um, I, I like him. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Number 11 is Spencer Petras at Iowa. We've seen him. Yeah. Nothing to write home about. 12 is a new quarterback at Illinois, Tommy DeVito. Okay. 13 is Gavin Wimsett at Rutgers. How about this stat? A Rutgers quarterback hasn't passed for more than 10 touchdowns in a season since 2015. That's amazing. Stop there for a second. And by the way, Noah Vedral's still in that conversation, but Gavin Wimsett Wimsat is a, you know, a high-profile recruit that they've brought in to win the job, but I think that uh, Noah Vedro will have a say there. And then, last but not least, number fourteen in the conference, Sip is Nebraska's first opponent of the season, 
Ryan Halinski at Northwestern. You mentioned a great stat, a, a great Rutgers stat. A Rutgers quarterback hasn't passed for more than 10 touchdowns in a season since Chris Laviano in 2015. That's an amazing stat. That's an amazing stat to start the Northwestern description of Ryan Halinski. Northwestern's off. Oh, this, is bad. this is bad. Ryan, it's not good. Northwestern off Northwestern's offense last season did not score more than fourteen points in seven out of its last eight games, <laughs> and ended the year by averaging only four point four yards per play. Why have a coach at that contests? point? I mean, couldn't couldn't the guys just get together and say, "Hey, let's figure this out, guys. Coaches, don't worry about it." Why even have coaches at that point? You can't, come on, you could score fourteen just getting the guys together, and and have them have them game. Last plan. year was a catastrophe at Northwestern. My God. They have a lot to do, a lot long ways to go to make that not happen this year. For sure, Northwestern's offense did not score more than fourteen points in seven of its last eight games. What were they doing? <laughs> it was bad. It, they couldn't do anything right. Helinski's a bad quarterback. We have seen that with our own eyes. He is not very good. He'll compete with Brendan Sullivan and Carl Richardson this fall for the job. And if you're Northwestern, you better pray those guys are worth a damn because Helinski's not very good. As far as Nebraska, you know, I said Athlon did a great job on this. I mean, think of the stats they're throwing out. They're interesting. We mentioned two two stats. Here's a third. Nebraska stat to start off the Casey Thompson rundown. This is the sort of stat that would make people sort of like – there's confusion with Nebraska. Nebraska's conversation around the, its football program is layered. It's confusing in a lot of ways, especially if you're just coming upon it. You know, if you're a guy in Texas who studies college football and now this is your week to study the Big Ten and you read this, despite Nebraska's offense averaging 6.4 yards per play, and ranking second in the conference in total yardage. Nebraska ranked second in the conference in total yardage and went three and nine. Mm-hmm. See how that can cause confusion in some guy's head? Change was needed after a three and nine mark. Wow. They averaged 6.4 yards per play and were the second best offense in the conference. They went three and nine. <laughs> it's Couldn't, just, didn't, didn't score when it mattered most. Didn't right. get first downs when it mattered most. Bad in the red zone. Yep. Bad in the clutch. Lost close you can have games. all these impressive stats, but do you score in the red zone? Do you convert your field goals also in the red zone? If you don't score touchdowns, can you actually convert right. the other part of the problem. game? That was a problem. Oh, for two on both of those, right. basically. Right. So, yeah, that, that adds up to a team that underachieves a, by a lot. It goes three and nine. Casey threw 24 touchdown passes, 2,113 yards, completed 63.2% of his throws. On Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with innovation leaders to explore how they use cloud engineering for new possibilities for their organizations. Join myself, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud wherever you get your podcasts. At Texas. The big thing is, I mean, he's been in the fire. And that's what separates him from the crew behind him at Nebraska. I mean, you. I don't know if you did this. I, I do remember distinctly Nebraska playing a night game of the day of the Red River rivalry, and he was really good in the Oklahoma game. I, I remember just distinctly oh, yeah. I watching it. I watched the game. Yeah, and yeah going, he was awesome. Yeah, and you were like, man, that Texas quarterback is good. He looked good. He was hitting deep throws. He was hitting you know, everything. 
The he way, was sharp. The way college football is now, you might be watching a game on some Saturday and go, man, that quarterback's good, and he could end up on your team the next year. Might be here next year. <laughs> Let's go get him. Let's make an offer for that guy. Mm-hmm. Did you have any issue with the rankings? Okay, so you said that 6 through 8, you could certainly throw a – I think you could. I think you could pull six through eight out of a hat and be okay. But I you mean, you like for sure though the top five. Yes. Of, of yes. C.J. Stroud in this order: C.J. Stroud, Aiden O'Connell at Purdue, Talia Tungavaloa third mm-hmm. at Maryland, Cade McNamara slash J.J. JJ McCarthy at Michigan, and Peyton Thorne at Michigan State. You're one through five. Yeah, I mean minor quibble. I think you could put. I think maybe Thorne belongs at four. Ahead of that, McNamara McCarthy duo, which I, it's questionable whether you should even be able to do that. If one can't win the job, then it makes you maybe they should they maybe maybe they actually belong at six. But um, I don't know. The other the other <clears throat> the other side of that is <clears throat> Michigan won the league. Michigan got to the college football playoff. Those quarterbacks, plural, should be rewarded accordingly. I guess so. Four's fine. Um, Peyton Thorne will be interesting at Michigan State this year because because the big running back Kenneth well he's not that big but the well, the, the high the yard, excellent running back. yeah the high yardage running back is gone Kenneth Walker the third and I think they'll put more on Peyton Thorne's back and what will that look like you know um, he's got the receivers to make it work I thought I thought Thorne was Thorne's interesting because he's not wildly talented, but he's a, you can tell he's a tough kid. He can make all the throws. He's not anything flashy, but he's 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 just a good Michigan State quarterback. He threw for twenty seven touchdowns, which was a single season Michigan State record, which struck me as a little low for a record, doesn't it? Twenty seven. That's a single season school record at Michigan State. What about Jeff Smoker? What, what, what about Connor Cook? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were a playoff team with Connor Cook, right? Kirk Cousins playing for Michigan Kirk State? Cousins, yeah. Yeah, 27 just struck me as a little Con- low. Connor Cook was in the playoff at Michigan State. Yeah, it they, just they struck me as a little low. Shut up by Alabama, but not, that is low. Not real low. Um, They've had some good quarterbacks there. Yeah, O'Connell at number two, is uh, you just got to drive that home to people. That Purdue game for Nebraska is just a bear. It's a bear. You're going out there. There's... I mean, I just know how that game's going to be. It's going. It's going. <clears throat> well, I know it's how it's going to be if Nebraska wins. It'll have to be in the. It'll oh, no. It'll have to be in the final few possessions. I can't envision Nebraska going up there and putting you know a forty-four to fourteen win on Purdue. That'd be fun, though. Yeah, it'd be. Could fun. you imagine that? But that, that's awesome. the kind of game that's going to swing. Those are the kind of games that will swing Nebraska's season. Can you get that win? Can you get that sort of win? Um, That's a lot harder game than going to Rutgers. Because Rutgers doesn't have Aiden O'Connell at quarterback. They, they have got, a freshman. Got Gavin Wimsett, though. G- Gavin Wimsett. Maybe he's a stud. R- cr- gr- yeah, he's a young guy, though. He's He was supposed to be in high school this year. He well, reclassified. It's, it's Friday night. It'd be like a high school game then for him. Yeah. Well, Normal night for him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just, I'm just saying. Hey, the Rutgers game, I've told people that scares me. I'm yeah, scared of that be, game. Yeah. I'm scared of that game. But you're not scared of it the way you're No, Purdue, Purdue is a more losable game, but yeah. but Rutgers is still a scary game. From Wet Blanket on the text line, yeah, hello, Wet Blanket. Five, six, eight, five, he says, it's good that Nebraska plays the bottom six quarterbacks in the conference because they lost 
80 combined career starts in the secondary and a leading returning pass rusher with six career sacks. Nebraska, Cam Taylor Britt's gone in the secondary. Markel Dismuke is gone in the secondary. Dante Deontay Williams. Williams is gone mm-hmm. in the secondary. Yeah, those are good. Those are good players. It's a good thing you're playing some of these bad quarterbacks because, yeah, the elite ones can maybe tear you up at this point. Yeah, you possibly. don't. You don't. You're you. This sounds weird. I'm going to say it though. You kind of catch a break that you're not playing Maryland. <laughs> that does. I'm not sound, joking. Doesn't that sound weird? And, and, you usually and, want to circle that. And say yes. Win. But Talia Tungavaloa could could tear you up. A long okay, it's, as Athlon points out, in a, in, the, in a very excellent rundown of quarterback. I'm telling you, the the information in this, I was struck by. Whoever did this did a great job. And as far as Talia goes, first name basis, it's not only Talia. He has one of the let this soak in one of the nation's better receiving corps at Maryland. Look at Mike Loxley doing big things. Look at look at Mike Loxley. See what kind of big things he does. But hey, his bowl team last year. But you know, Talia was in Alabama. He started at Alabama. This was an, he transferred from Alabama. All right, this was an Alabama recruit. What are you going to say because of his brother? Yes, well, it's obviously because of his brother. <clears throat> I don't know. Would Saban take a a brother if he wasn't very good? Well, he was very good. Obviously, he's a good brother. That's why he's third in the Big Ten as a quarterback ranking. Right. Alabama saw he was talented. Duh. <laughs> well, you, you seem to poo-poo. I didn't poo-poo it. You I, I think you the words it. you just said a minute ago are maybe the first time they've ever been said in the history regarding Maryland football. No, no. They've had good receivers there. No. The, the words were, you catch a break. Oh. Up. The, the word, the phrase, you caught a break not having Maryland on the schedule. I'm not sure those words have ever been uttered anywhere else you understand? in the history of college football regarding do under- Maryland. Do you understand? I do understand, but Mar- it's Maryland, still funny to me. How about Maryland? I'll give you an example. How about this? You remember the, remember the score against Virginia Tech in a pinstripe bowl by chance? I don't recall. How about 54 to 10? How about 54 to 10? That's, that's a Maryland win. 54 to 10. What would we be doing? You know, I'm going to do. It's inevitable. What would we be doing at Nebraska if, if Nebraska won the pinstripe bowl against Virginia Tech? Virginia Tech. A, well, right now, a name after program. five straight bowlless seasons, we'd be doing a we'd have a big party. It I, it wouldn't require five straight bowlless seasons for us to have a big party by beating Virginia Tech 54 to 10 at any moment in Nebraska's history. 54 to 10 against a name program. We'd be doing handstands. I don't care what <laughs> I don't care what the situation, but yeah, right now even more. Yeah, more so now. Maryland was seven and six last year. I mean, Maryland has seven guys back from that offense. Yeah. Nebraska caught yeah, a break yeah, not playing Maryland. People are still bashing Mike Longsey for being a bad <clears throat> coach. Yeah. People, you keep bring, people, people, you, including me, just keep bringing up his his time in New Mexico State. Well, I'll look at the now where he's winning games. How, how about I bring up his overall record? Well, look at seven and six last year, fifteen and forty nine overall. Okay, that's not great, but seven <laughs> and six. He's, he's on the he's on the rise. Seven and six. I didn't. I wasn't suggesting that. <laughs> I was scared of Maryland because Mike Loxley you just is said their head that coach. You got a break by not facing Maryland. <laughs> yeah. Those words have never been uttered before. It's true, though. Besides, maybe basketball, yeah. possibly. Pinstripe bowl. 
pinstripe. You go to New York Bowl. City? Pinstripe Bowl, 54 to 10 over Virginia Tech. Uh, from unnamed texture here on the text line, 464-5685. Doesn't like playing the, the bad quarterbacks. Here's why. The problem with playing with uh, Nebraska playing the bad quarterbacks is that they allow poor quarterbacks to look like All-Americans sometimes. Well, here's what I would Go ask back you. to week one last year, week zero. Jeez. Brandon Peters gets hurt against Illinois, and yeah, Art yeah. Sitkowski, <laughs> who's been at Rutgers before that and been very average, comes in and obliterates Nebraska secondary. I think at one had point. Had one incompletion, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think at one point he was 11 for 12. Yeah, I think he was. That's what he ended up with 11 for 12, I think. No, he didn't end up 11 Okay, for well, 12. yeah, but he was 11 for 12 to start in a backup role. We'll look that up at the break. Yeah, you, no, you're right. Now, I would ask you this. I would ask you this. Let's look at the bottom. Let's go from 9 to 14, and you tell me if they're bad. Are these bad quarterbacks? Graham Mertz, there's one answer to that question. He's not good. He's bad. (laughs) He is. I mean, he's he's been bad. He's not good. He was a highly highly rated kid out of Kansas. And his stats are awful. He's just—he's not very good. And once again, I will praise, <clears throat> I will praise Athlon. They had a great stat. And Graham Mertz. Graham. <laughs> there it was again. It was, it was even close. intentional? It was close, right? Graham Mertz in twelve matchups against teams with a winning mark. Over the last two years, he is averaging 154 passing yards with five touchdowns and 13 picks. Anytime, oh my god! What? Yes, anytime they play a good team, he's he's marginalized. Five touchdowns and 13 picks. Yeah, in 12 matchups against teams with a winning record, he is averaging 154 passing yards. And with five touchdowns and thirteen picks, when he plays a good team, they're now now wouldn't you think about Mertz's subpar stats? And they're subpar. Ten touchdowns last season, eleven picks over thirteen games. Okay, ten touchdowns, eleven picks. Completion percentage paltry, fifty nine point five. Wouldn't you think with the running game like they have that that he would have? A 65% completion percentage with all the downhill downfield throws you could imagine. Wouldn't you think that? Yeah. Given their I, offense? I would, yes. I would think that. Yeah, he's – he's. I don't know. Okay, so, okay, nine, we're, we, we're saying, yeah, he's not a good quarterback. Connor Basilek at Indiana, jury out, right? Jury's out. We don't know much about him. He played in 24 games at Missouri, which we don't follow – which nobody follows Missouri football. Does anybody follow Missouri football? I don't think so. Do they play a season though, right? Okay, I'm joking. In 24 games at Missouri from 2019 to 21, he threw for 5,000 yards, 23 touchdowns and 17 picks. I saw him in the bowl game, Jake, and I will say I was struck. <clears throat> I thought he was pretty athletic, but his running numbers don't suggest that. He – um. Last season, minus 23 yards rushing. I thought he looked like a pretty good runner. I, I, so I was surprised by that stat. This is Connor Basilek. I'm saying he's not a bad quarterback. I think he's pretty good. We'll see. Okay, 11. 
Spencer Petrus. What are you saying? Not bad. Good. Okay. Tommy DeVito, Illinois. Don't know. I don't have any answer for that. Transferred from Syracuse because he got beat out at Syracuse. But he had a good, he had a good little run um, in t- in 2019 for Syracuse. He threw 19 touchdowns and and for 2,360 yards, but missed most of the pandemic season due to an injury. And then last year was beaten out. Tommy DeVito, we will see as the starter for Illinois, most likely. Probably bad, though. Okay. Okay. Four-star. Well. 13, Gavin Wimsat. I don't I don't know if he can say bad. What do you say, then? Unknown. Inconclusive. Four-star recruit. He was a four-star recruit. And, again, odd. Odd. He... He reclassified. He was supposed to be a class of 23 guy, reclassified and appeared in four games last year for Rutgers. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like. He uh, nine for 21 passing last year for 45 yards. Athlon gives the job to him. I think Noah Vedral could still win that job. Okay. Well, yeah, he's had the most experience there. Yeah, he started he 20 games. Offense. Yeah, Noah, Noah Vedral. Of Wahoo, he started twenty games for Rutgers the last two years. 14. And, they, and they've improved as yeah, a program. I know. Right? I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Maybe uh, Greg Shiano wants more rapid improvement than what Vedral gets. Yes, him. apparently. Wimsick maybe. And then fourteen is, is your your favorite. I don't like Ryan Halinski. Yeah. I don't believe in Ryan Halinski. If I'm Pat Fitzgerald, I better hope those other two guys in the race. Those other two guys. There are two other guys. Yes. This fall, a guy named Brendan Sullivan and a guy named Carl Richardson. You better hope if you are Pat Fitzgerald that those guys can give him a push or beat him out because he's just putrid. All right, that was a good, lively quarterback discussion, which I love. Those are the key. Those guys are critical, obviously. Your favorite thing in this world. Is there, is there somebody calling right yeah, now? We'll maybe get him after the break. They've called too late. 6.30. Got to go to break. All right, just hold on. We'll yeah, be back. Gus will take whoever's called. We'll be is. back, and what are we going to talk about? Well, Kirby Smart got paid. Yeah, we better talk about Kirby. Kirby Smart talked the other day, and he got paid yesterday. I'll tell you what he's going to make next on Early Break on the Ticket.